I saw I saw Nelly when he played the halftime show at an Omaha Nighthawks game. Oh my god! And it was literally like I don't know, like ten minutes long. It was like it was like pathetic. Was, was that after he played in the Super Bowl or before? Did he play in the Super Bowl? Yeah. So he it's just like that. He, he's just he doing that set was using this as a stepping stone to the Super Bowl, or it was a. Oh, uh, look how far I've fallen from Damn. the Super Bowl. <laughs> so. I, mean, I think it was after. Okay. You don't you know it was on it was on the Nelly downslide. It was not on the upswing of well, of Nelly and Tim McGraw, you know, just hitting it to the to the max. That's out still there. a really short always... period of time. <laughs> oh, I love that Tim McGraw song with Nelly though. Oh, over that was over good. and over, baby. Over and over again. Yeah, dude, for sure. That was great. Uh I thought that song was going to solve racism, but I no, guess not. No, you're thinking of you know, uh, funny is that, whole... that was LL Cool J, cool J and um... accidental racist. <laughs> yeah, fucking Trace Adkins. Totally. No, but that Nelly though. Remember the that semi-pro football league collapsed like within a year. Uh, you can't blame Nelly for that. What, man. I was going to say, what if you did such a bad halftime show that a whole league folded? <laughs> That, that would be like some Carl Lewis level halftime shit. I mean, that's Every, like, everyone uh, right just up there completely with, done with the sport. <laughs> that's like right up there with uh, the idea that John yeah, Rule well, only did the fire fest so that he could hunt people. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was extra pathetic because the football team played in the fucking baseball stadium. They were playing in Rosenblatt. That place is like tiny. Right. But the Nelly concert, everybody sits like where the home base is, and then the field kind of goes like weird and sideways. But then the Nelly concert was like in the fucking outfield stands, so it was like Nelly doing a concert for people that were like on the other side oh of the stadium. <laughs> it was so sad. You gotta keep him away. I was like, I guess I think it was Nelly. They could have just said that it was Nelly, and we wouldn't have known. Like we had <laughs> right. Seriously, there was just there was just a figure on stage. Couldn't really make him out. <laughs> yeah, they should only like schedule MF Doom because he wears the mask. Or whatever. <laughs> right. You know, that, like, that reminds me though, because before one of, of the <laughs> College World Series games, uh, Smash Mouth played, and it was the oh, same yeah, thing where they were like. They were out there past third base, so you couldn't really tell it was them. And then they're playing it over like the stadium loudspeakers, so it didn't sound good anyway. And they had all their speakers down on the field, so it was like this weird echoey thing. Like you could you could barely make out no, like all star, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. dude, I I would be shocked if there was not like a racket of like fake band bookings or whatever, <laughs> where it's like you just do a really you just set up the sh- sound really shitty. Mm. And you just get people who kind of look like them from far away. And then people are like, yeah, no, it's good. Yeah, it's good. They're just not very good live, yeah, sure. I guess. You know, some bands are just not good live. You should do that with corn. <laughs> or not corn. Um, Slipknot. Uh, do it with oh, Slipknot. Yeah, oh, yeah, you can, yeah, you can do that exactly. up close. Do it with mm. Insane Clown Posse. Iowa Natives. <laughs> you know, you could, exactly. To a certain extent, uh, Devo. Dead Mouse. You could totally do that with Dead Kiss. Mouse. Right. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah. <laughs> hey everyone, you're listening to the Liquid Flannel Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Chuck Williams. 
<laughs> okay. What happened? That was so good. Well, it was going good, and then I got a little bit of uh, phlegm caught in my throat. <laughs> okay, and then cool. it's okay. No, that's all good. Let's just yeah, <laughs> just just, just roll it in, man. Okay, just roll we're, it in. We're still doing it. We'll do it live. Okay. <laughs> we'll go edited. Um, I'm Chuck Williams. Joining me in Nebraska is Brendan Williams. Brendan, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. I was uh, looking forward to. Uh, one guest, but we got another guest, so it's uh, you know, it's it's even and out. That's right. When yep. life gives you lemons, you make lemonade. So, <laughs> and joining us as always in Arlington, Texas, is the great Matthew Hodges. Matt, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. My day always gets better when we start recording the show. That's right. You know, well, that's that's a long time to have to wait for your day to get better because <laughs> we record at like eight o'clock at night. It was a so. long day. It, it was, but it's it's gonna be great. It's it's gonna be all right now. So, right? anyways, because. because we've got returning guest <clears throat> D Black. <laughs> D Black, how you yeah, doing, so, man? So uh, I'm the I'm the rebound for this uh, podcast today. So uh, that's right. <laughs> I call you Black no, we, Lemonade. We appreciate you, man. That's right, Black. You're on the black list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our uh, our. Our St. Louis sometimes correspondent, D Black Rabbit. How's the streets in St. Louis going, D Black? Uh, nothing's actually going on right now. Other Good than deal. Noah, there could actually be a protest. It's really hard yeah. to tell sometimes. Okay. So better than sometimes. If you see pillars of smoke, you start letting us know. So. No, that's, that's <laughs> all happening in the Central West End. That's where British people live. Okay. Right. Which, yeah, we've been over that. St. Louis gets stippled. So you can have rich house, good house, good house, mansion, possibly dirty, dead house, but trap house. No, that's, that's far, like that's far enough down. That's far enough down. I'm, I'm fine. Right. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Well, we gotta be honest. We really uh, had the episode planned to go a certain direction. <laughs> and it's not gonna go that direction. So you know, we're gonna freestyle a little bit because there's always enough stuff going on. That we can say, oh, remember hearing about that shit? So, um, yeah, I don't know. Some things that I would like to get into a little bit is uh, some of the hot takes on the whole taking a knee phenomena that Sweeping the nation. swept the nation literally <laughs> for about a week here. And we can talk a yeah. little bit about what that was all about. The allegations that some of it was fueled by Russian bots and um what yeah, it really a lot means. of things going on with russian bots the last couple of days that's right that's right so you know like who's, who's paying for russian bots for take the knee like right what, what are you getting out of this all what? the rubles you can we have. advertise you know we we promote like a facebook post every once in a while and it says you know for five extra bucks you reach 1200 people or something so it's not like this is yeah you know all they need is like a couple of people to bite down on it and share it to their friends well and the crazy thing is like we need to get in on that where they're like target all the people who said like anti-semitic things on facebook please right right (laughs) 
<laughs> which is like, man, I didn't know you could get that detail. That we need to dig exactly. into. Exactly, we need really to target these people. Explore. Wait, this are you business actually model. saying that we should target the anti-Semites uh, living in the Great Plains on Facebook? Because I think that would be hilarious. We should mm. totally do that. We oh, should I send our. They show. need to hear if they're going to hear I something. Think... They need to hear Blast from us. DC boys. Right. I Don't think play that in the background. <laughs> Right. I I think that we could get away with maybe targeting everybody that loves American flags. I mean that new logo of ours that looks pretty. Oh shit! That looks pretty wholesome. Is it? That's right. We look very patriotic. Flag disrespect. You know, I it's hard to Mm-mm. say. You Mm-mm. know, who's you know, you're looking a little bit black to me, Chuck. So it, if it looks maybe. like it would sell in Hobby Lobby, regardless of whether it's a smuggled artifact or not. Then right. I think that 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 passes as American. What if when what <laughs> so. if when they took a knee? When you take a knee, you just start knitting an American flag while you're taking a knee, oh, and man. then they're like, oh, I get, oh, I can't. I don't know. I'm so conflicted right now. That's Betsy right, let's, Ross let's with the good it. hair. Let's let's get into that. <laughs> let's end this intro. <laughs> okay, okay. We've got all that and more coming up. <laughs> let's jump right in. I say we just roll through it. Why, why not? All right. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, we don't, have to, we don't have to stop and start again. Okay. This land is your land, and this land is my land. From California to the New York Island, from the Redwood Forest to the Gulf Stream waters, this land was made for you and me. One of, the, one of the posts I saw on Facebook was somebody holding up a shirt that said... Uh, stand for the flag, kneel for the cross, and everyone was like, "This is so true." You know, this is this is it. You know, like thank you for posting this. And I was like, right. "Put a flag on the cross, Ooh. and then see if they just like start doing like squats repeatedly, or maybe they just <laughs> I don't know explode because they don't know how to act." Right. I mean, they put the flag on the cross a lot. <laughs> like they usually put a cloth of some type over it. Right, right. I told you at the Husker game, there was a guy that was wearing a, a Cornhusker shirt, and then it had the American flag in the shape of the state of Nebraska, and under it it said, we stand with respect, and respect <laughs> right. all caps. I hope I didn't say this yeah. on the last episode. <laughs> if I did, we'll cut it. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, man, you know, that's... uh. I don't know. I love how the word the word respect now is used in such like a dog whistly way. It seems like R E S P E C T. Yeah, it used yeah. to be cool. You know, the what's R that word, mean to me? Right. <laughs> right? <laughs> so they've really taken ownership of that one. I mean, the 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 right is really good at at just picking a, an extremely simple thing to just repeat, repeat, repeat you know emails you know right. whatever it happens to right. be they're just good at just sticking on message man it, it's yeah, impressive it's almost like it's almost like simplistic appeals to emotion are easier to brand than sort of a more intellectual uh you know like detail oriented sort of right. actual policy proposal right. where it's like hashtag respect respect versus like well the complex racial history of <laughs> right right 500 years of american uh, institutions yeah it's it's tough to get that hashtag although you know you know who was somewhat along those lines was dale earnhardt jr which was impressive to me <laughs> i i didn't realize 
Yeah, that dude, uh, he's way woker than I thought he was. And <laughs> and it, it makes me actually say that I'm a Dale Earnhardt fan if he can be that reasonable about something. It's sad when it comes down to that, but, you know. Yeah, like, what, hey. did, what did Patton Oswalt say uh, in response to Dale Earnhardt tweeting in support of people kneeling during the national anthem? Oh, I don't um, know. It was like, this is the conservative Kobayashi Maru, which is fucking brilliant. He's so good. Wait, do I need to do I need to explain the reference? No, the Kobayashi Maru was the problem that they use in Star Trek to talk about an intractable problem. Like when you're going through Starfleet, everyone has to do this one scenario where no matter what you do, your ship gets destroyed. And it's supposed to show you <laughs> like the value of defeat. And right. Captain Kirk cheated it. But uh, yeah, Dale Earnhardt Jr., right after Trump had tweeted about how like NASCAR guys don't kneel during the national anthem. Like, well, aren't they like sitting in their car or something? Anyway, right, um, right. You know, tweeting that out uh, suddenly puts people in a. Are they going to boycott NASCAR? I kind of think they're not. I don't think they're going to boycott football, frankly. Someone else brought up that uh, no one's boycotting football. They're just coming up with an out for why they don't watch football anymore. Right, right. And that's pretty much where I'm at because it's like. I, I didn't really watch it that much to begin with. I mean, being in Nebraska, you don't really have a team. Right. Your team is just whoever's winning at the time. You right. Know? And there's so many Aaron Rodgers fans. Most of them don't come from Wisconsin except for one very special listener of the right. show. But anyways. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, Nebraska, I watched... people, are, people are huge college football fans, but that doesn't sure. necessarily translate into NFL fandom. Which technically means they're professional football fans because it, <laughs> right. it's totally um, it's totally on par with that. And I think that that was a story that we should get into at some point here. Maybe I'll highlight it real quick. Just that uh, several NCAA assistant coaches were arrested and charged with crimes like um, fraud and uh, corruption. So... Yeah, we were talking about how corrupt and evil they were last week, and we just cracked this thing wide open. Man. Seriously, you know, I was thinking maybe this needs to be a, a liquid flannel exclusive or something. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, yeah. Uh, w did you get a chance to hear the Shannon Sharp take at all, uh, D Black, on this NFL take a knee here? Uh, I'm trying to remember because uh, I'm not going to lie. I'm from St. Louis. We had the Rams, and they left Boom. over the entire <laughs> That's right. The only, other, the only college football thing, team of worth note is the Mizzou, and uh, I went to Rala. Therefore, I have a natural, God-given obligation to hate Mizzou with a passion. <laughs> you know, I'm with you on that. It's like, I don't necessarily hate the Huskers. I went to UNO, so I'm a Maverick. I go to Husker games, but I always wear my Maverick gear, and I just let the hate rain down on me like it's Flashdance or some shit, you know, because... They don't even have football anymore. What's that? Hey, it doesn't matter. I'm still a Maverick fan. I'll, I bought the ticket. I got the ticket. That's good enough. That, that They should be happy with that. They should be lucky that money. we're in a land that's free enough for them to get my yeah, ticket exactly. money. Anyway. So what was Shannon Sharp saying? Well, we should definitely play the clip here real quick, or play part of it. Here's the best part. 
I'm disappointed, Skip and Joy, because this is the tipping point. Of the 7,537 things that President Trump has said in the last 50 years, him calling an NFL player an SOB is what brought the NFL, the owners, and its players together. And while some might be moved by the conscience of these NFL's owners, it wasn't their conscience that moved them. It was the cash. Because, see, Skip, what we know about people with money, they don't like being told what to do. They don't like being bullied. You yeah. see, President Trump has bullied a lot of people. The very first thing that he uttered as he strolled down that escalator two and a half years ago, he said, Mexico is sending us their worst murderers, rapists, and drug dealers. That didn't shock the conscience of the NFL's owners. Him offending Gold Star families. Nope. Him calling Rosie, Rosie O'Donnell a pig. Him on the Access Hollywood talking about grabbing hoo-ha. That did not shock the very conscience of seven NFL owners, skipping a second to name those guys. One, Daniel Snyder, the guys on your monitor. Mm -hmm. Jerry Jones, Bob, Mr. Bob Kraft, McNair, Houston Texans, Woody Johnson, Shad Khan. They gave a million dollars for the inauguration of President Trump. And now they seem to be shocked. Every author that's written a book about President Trump and they started writing books about him in the 1980s, they say he is exactly today as he was then. Sure. So that is all I want to say about him. Skip. Now what has happened, because what he said in Alabama, play into it, you know what happens in Alabama, Skip. There's something that's going on in America right now that's more valuable than Google and Apple stock. It's more valuable than gold and Bitcoin. It's called race. It's very valuable. And President Trump, he understands that. But Skip, now I'm unimpressed because this wasn't a protest. This was unity. So what are we showing solidarity against, Skip? We're showing solidarity because President Trump, he challenged the very men, wealthy, wealthy men, billionaires. And he told him what you should do if someone protests, mm -hmm. you should fire them. They don't like what being told what to do, Skip. Mm -hmm. And then, Skip, he called a player that protested the anthem. He called them SOBs. Think about that, now. He called them SOBs. That's what got the owners. That's what got the players to unite. Is that the worst that he's ever said? So, yeah, basically he was saying it's funny that the whole NFL is uniting on this issue as if Donald Trump didn't say a million horrible things that right. were way worse before that. <laughs> well, sure. And, and the fact that all these owners are taking a knee, acting like it's against racism, but none of them will hire the guy that really was taking the knee in the first place for right. racial inequality, which was Colin Kaepernick. Absolutely. That dude still doesn't have a job. So all this really is, is they've transformed it into less of a talk about racial issues racial inequality in america and more of that same old this is about anti-trump and not about anything else well, and we can all unite with that they took the taking the knee and turned it into the ice bucket challenge yeah yeah <laughs> right. absolutely i mean it's just uh it's it's like social justice gentrification going on in real time it's <laughs> right. it's unreal <laughs> 
you cultural you appropriation the, like hashtag take a knee hashtag take the knee on twitter and you see people like i don't know like scott dworkin saying like you know it's so great that everyone's protesting trump now by kneeling it kneeling during the national anthem like you opportunistic simple motherfucker that's not that's not what it's about it never was well, well now whitlock cooking me and he literally put kid from kid and play and i don't even know if you can count it as blackface but i'm going to count it as blackface he knew right. what was going on <laughs> and had him on the show and then he took me fuck you whitlock yeah yeah for real they need Riley Cooper to have taken a knee. That dude that was just screaming the N-word at a country music concert or some <laughs> shit. That redneck dude. I mean, that's that's the natural next step, right? That uh, basically, like, conservatives who aren't with Trump are going to start taking the knee to represent, like, true American values. And then the whole thing is just completely diluted. I was going to say, I, I'm looking forward to the day where e-sports e-gamers or whatever <laughs> right. are all taking the knee but they would have to lobby for the national anthem to be, be to be played yeah before right, right. their sport you, to oh, begin dude, with it's only it's only a matter of time before the defense department comes in with their like billions of dollars or whatever that you know trump just gave them like 700 billion extra dollars so right. now they're like we got cash to spare Right. Esports, everybody, like, we'll just give you a million dollars if you play the national anthem or whatever. <laughs> right. Play some, you know, play some uh, join the army ads, go army.com, you know, right, right before your We'll e buy a plane match. ticket for some veteran to show up and just be there on the sidelines. Right. The biggest compromise of America is going to be that the wall gets built, uh, on, gotta, but it's a right giant now. knee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just a giant taking a knee all the way across the border <laughs> i think one of the grossest takes i've seen is from the true maga hats like the true teacots talking about how like well who else do you kneel for you kneel for emperors and you kneel for gods like this is just a bunch of liberals admitting that trump is god <laughs> well you know i mean well because to trump to Trump, him and the flag, there's they're equivalent, right? So that's yeah. why he gets so mad is because when they're not kneeling to the flag, Trump's like, they're not kneeling to me as king of America. And he gets <laughs> right. really, really mad about it. Yep. <laughs> I think he was mad even before he was president, though. Oh, I, he I was mean, mad about a lot of stuff. Right. <laughs> For sure. Not a happy man, <clears throat> turns out. Wait, Donald Trump, the like the most balanced... Um, you know, sophisticated right. thinker Although, we've ever talked about on the show. I also right. really like the take of like, don't fall for Donald Trump's tricks, you guys. Like, he's only doing this in a calculated way, you know, to distract you from what's really going on with Russia and Facebook bots and all this stuff. And right. And it's like, no, he just get, he sees stuff on the TV and he gets really mad. Like, he's not really <laughs> thinking about it. Although, although. It would not surprise me if Russia bots floated that in front of him. Oh, dude, that and, is, yes. And he was just like, man, this is making me mad again. This thing, it's still a thing. Oh, you know, so that right. I, I could totally see that. Well, and there was there was a lot of that going on with this with this whole issue. There was that one the one tweet that kind of went viral uh, 
from the like at the at Boston Antifa or something. Oh, account. right. Mm-hmm. Um, just the the totally fake Antifa account that right. tweeted a thing out that was like, you know, we're winning. Like social justice will win the day. Like picture on the left are old NFL fans and picture on the right are new NFL fans. And the picture on the left was like, it was like a Totino's, like my hungry boys uh, commercial. Uh, And then on the right was a bunch of, it looked like sorority girls or something. Like (laughs) I'm looking at this picture going like, I think you're insulting. I think you're trying to insult football fans by saying that like hot girls don't watch football. But if I had to pick between those two pictures, I would totally watch football with the group of, like, obviously drunk hot right. girls. As opposed to, like, a bunch of old, fat, white guys or whatever just screaming right. at the TV. Right. Yeah. But, yeah, when you're a Russian Facebook bot, you know, it's it's hard to really get the, the nuances of the culture wars in America. You know what I mean? It, right. It's just a little bit off. But <laughs> I think one of the craziest things is just the fact that we know Trump watches Fox News all day. But he also uses Twitter all the time. And we don't really know how he uses Twitter. So it's entirely possible that this dude's just flipping up Twitter, seeing like what's what's on Twitter about Donald Trump, seeing a bunch of Russian Facebook bots that are tweeting right. at Trump constantly. Yeah. And then, you know, sending him stuff to get riled up over. And you know, kind of weaken America by making Trump so focused on this stupid nonsense instead of like not getting nuked to death and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, which which makes it really funny. We talked about it on an earlier episode though, about how uh General Kelly was supposed to be like controlling the information that gets to his desk. Like Omarosa got ousted or at least kind of demoted because she had a habit of like calling him on his phone or just dropping off a news article that was uh, not flattering to him, right. and he would just fume about it for the rest of the day. But <laughs> right. oh, you've got to imagine, you've <clears throat> got to imagine that Kelly's job is pretty much impossible to do if that's what he's trying to do, because the guy's also looking at Twitter, which is like the worst place in the world for political news. <laughs> right, D Black. I think that you had um, a visceral reaction there to Amarosa. <laughs> would you care to expand on that a little bit here? <laughs> Don't at me. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, it's plausible because he's black. Let's let's not lie. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah, he got he got her out of out of the circle. So now what he's the Russian bots have the influence now. I think that's right. It's like them and Stephen Miller, basically. Stephen Miller is like the last person still hanging on from the original set. And that's the crazy thing, because it's like, can you see like Trump and Stephen Miller like hanging out, like going out to dinner? Like, I just don't see that happening. Like, (laughs) it is it is pretty nuts that his white house is in such disarray. Like all the people who he brought in are gone pretty much. I don't know what he does all day. I, right. I, I just don't even know. I guess he just sits in meetings with John Kelly and gets really mad. about <laughs> How boring they are. Things of ways that he can push this North Korea thing a little further, you know? No, I don't know. Okay. So, uh, all I have to go on is eighties movies. So I'm trying to think of what old rich racist white people do. Right, right. <laughs> And it's like, I don't know, golf, sit in the country club drinking. 
the dean of the the school in Animal yeah. House or like the principal in the Breakfast Club or something? Like, what did they do other than just kind of be mad all the time? That's totally what he does. Yeah. Trump is really lucky that he is not uh that he's like famously abstains from like all alcohol. He he took like a sip of wine at like a UN thing and people were like, Whoa, that's pretty yeah, crazy. Right. Um, cause Trump never drinks cause his brother like drank himself to death or whatever. But yeah, if he was a drinking man, he like Nixon or whatever, like this dude would be sloshed 24 seven. Sure. Because well, he also doesn't drinks cause you can't put uppers and downers together. <laughs> <laughs> He's just taking those diet pills or whatever. Right. <laughs> Gotta get slim. Well, yeah, I don't know. Let's, uh. What else? What else? What else we got to talk about? Maybe we should take a break on that. And uh... yeah, you know, um, I definitely want to go into that NCAA thing here. That Let me pull that article. Nuts. Yeah, yeah, it's this crazy. is this is crazy for sure. Yeah, I think we we've got a couple of interesting stories kind of out of or surrounding Nebraska. Also, that'd be kind of cool. Oh, to touch Oh yeah, on. yeah, definitely, definitely. Actually, maybe we can do the sport. The NCAA one is a weird like high note or something. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. That would be funny. Okay, excellent. Cool. There's still a place best described in a simple word. Nice. Not great. Not horrible. Just nice. Because every place can be summed up in just one word. New York, mean. L.A., smog. Miami, hot. Nebraska, nice. Visit nice. Visit Nebraska on your way to Denver. Basically, Luther Strange lost in the primary in Alabama to another crazy dude, Roy Moore, um, a way crazier dude, actually. Ugh. Right. Like, uh, Ten Commandments really dude crazy. Compare LGBT to bestiality dude. Yeah, Roy Moore is um, the guy who got removed from the Supreme, the Alabama Supreme Court because he wouldn't uphold Obergefell, the, the decision that legalized gay marriage nationwide. Right. And then recently waved a gun had a freaking campaign oh yeah that's rally. right he had his uh his like little it was like he bought a a set of you know the little like halloween costume set you can always get at walmart where it's like the right. tiny little hat the badge the the little gun and like a <laughs> right he hawing it up for yeah sure. he looked like the the toys r us lone ranger up there it was ridiculous so Trump throws his support behind Luther Strange. Big Luther. Right. Big loser is really what it was, <laughs> you know, because uh, that blew up in Trump's face. But Which, now. Well, it's weird. I mean, Trump basically is saying, like, well, the only reason I endorse this guy is because, like, Mitch McConnell told me to. Because right. Mitch McConnell was throwing big money behind that. Right. So this mm -hmm. is, like, part of the reason that he's, like, mad at Mitch McConnell. Because. This Judge Moore dude is like the Trumpiest dude. Like he loves Trump. His voters love, you know, the voters love this dude. Right. The Trump voters. Oh and yeah, he's he's like he's Sheriff Clark. He's Joe Arpaio. It's it's exactly the same sort right. of personality. I mean, he was like thrown out of his judgeship twice for like refusing court orders to take the 10 commandments monument down and stuff. Right. And uh yeah, just like an all-around real classy dude for sure. <laughs> right. 
and apparently had the support of Breitbart magazine or something. So now Breitbart and Steve Bannon are feeling empowered and apparently are looking to run candidates, uh, their own candidates against a bunch of people. Yeah, they want to primary a bunch of Republicans. Yep. Including Nebraska's very own Deb Fisher. So it couldn't for the happen reason, to a nicer person. Yeah. For the reason that I guess she's like a woman and she's just not out there like saying how great Trump is like every day. I mean, I, I don't even really know the reason that they would be targeting her specifically because she I looked up that she voted with Trump like 92 percent of the time. Right. Right. She, she did. The way Trump and, if you, and if you look at the, the breakdown, the two places where she differed from him were the first one was. The bills to impose sanctions, uh, both including On Russia. Russia. Uh, yeah. She voted for that. Which were like and, and 99% voted, of people voted for or whatever. Right. And then the last one is she was one of the senators who opposed Hurricane Harvey aid because it was also right. tied to the uh, the debt ceiling, the three-month debt ceiling increase. Yeah. That's and, the Chuck and Nancy deal right there, baby. And that's a thing <laughs> that Breitbart should be celebrating, not attacking. It's like right. they can't even be ideologically consistent what they want these people to do. They just want them to support Donald Trump. They're ideologically consistent. It's just about very, very specific things. Mostly anti-Semiticism, racism. <laughs> right. Right. There. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, well, and it is crazy because, yeah, they'll go to Deb Fisher and they'll say, like, well, you voted the right ways. But, like, while you were voting the right ways, you went out and said, like, you know, I, you know, some some of I wish you would stop tweeting all the time. And they're like, that's not the right message. At all. Right. <laughs> right. You well, need to support every aspect of your president. <laughs> every. What's amazing to me, what's amazing to me is that uh, Breitbart and some of these other uh, not think tanks, but um like idea drivers in conservative thought haven't recognized that their governance gets worse. The more crazy people they shove into governing, you know, like the more you fill up the house of representatives with people who have just these outlandish views of how the government should run, the less able you are to actually get a bill through because you end up with people like Rand Paul uh, or, you know, any of the Republican senators who who opposed um, who opposed the recent ACA repeal from the right, not from the left. They weren't they didn't want it to make it nicer. They thought it wasn't mean enough. Right. Well, and who even knows what their true motives are? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> this sort of seems like it might help some people. I'm opposed to anything that does that. Right. Yeah. But you can't even know like why they're really voting. Is it because they really feel that way? Is it because they think it's popular? Is it because some lobbyist has given them a bunch of money? Like who even can say, man? And yeah, it, it's crazy that to the the far right, the fact that these candidates are idiotic, they don't know how government works, they want to destroy government. That's a feature, not a bug. Because right. that's what they want. They want people to get in there like Donald Trump and like Judge Roy Moore that just throw away rules and laws and just, you know, enact dictatorships and Christian theocracy or whatever. Sure. That's their end goal. So destroying the government, disrespecting the government, that's just one other step 
along the path for well, them. Well, hold on. Don't use the word disrespecting because that now <laughs> has a political meaning, which means apparently go <laughs> along with whatever the government says. Don't be uppity. Yep. Just don't don't be so black all the time. Seriously. <laughs> be thankful for your for your right or <laughs> the privilege that we've bestowed upon you, you know. Absolutely. To uh, make money and not be shot unless right. the police are scared of you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you literally got people out there saying like, these black people should be so thankful that we let them play football for millions of dollars or whatever. Right. And, like ruin their uh, their brains with, you know, repeated concussions. Well, and these mm-hmm. are the you same know, people. Because they should be about, out working you know, the fields or <laughs> whatever, <laughs> right. the free, whatever the free market will bear. You know, if... Uh, if you can't make a living wage at your blue collar job, you know, that's just that's just the market making the decision. But when it's black guys playing football, they're like these guys, you know, clearly right. the implication is they have too much. Right. Because they're getting paid enough that they don't get to ever have an opinion on anything. Right. Or the argument that it's like. They're ruining football by kneeling because people are going to watch and the ratings are going to go down. I mean, that's Trump's argument, right? And it's like, that's an argument against the free market. Like, he's right. like, we should force them to do what is most profitable by throwing their rights away. Right. Yep. I'm reminded well, of that uh, Russell Brand quote where he said, you know, when I was broke and I was talking about income inequality, they told me that I was bitter and now that I'm rich and I'm talking about income inequality, they tell me I'm a hypocrite. It's right. almost like they don't want to talk about income inequality. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. Well, it's like they don't want to talk about systemic racism. So anybody who's protesting systemic racism, well, they're just disrespecting the troops, you know? Right. And it's like this isn't the time or place. This isn't the right way to do it. You know, when they're out in the streets – you know, breaking windows at Starbucks, lighting trash cans on fire in protests. People say, like, this is horrible. Why well, can't that, they protest yeah, peacefully? That, that's certainly not the time or place. Do it peacefully. Right. Like by kneeling at a, at a sports game or, you know, wearing a T-shirt at a, at a sports game or whatever. Well, uh, well and, and D-Black, I know that you have strong opinions about this, but the comparisons that people make to Martin Luther King Jr. in this discussion, <laughs> right. where they're like, you know, like... Why why can't you be why can't you be peaceful and respectful like like MLK was? And I will say the same thing I always say, which is people act like MLK died of old age, surrounded by his families, falling right. asleep. Seriously. Well loved by yep. all. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly his reward for nonviolence by the CIA or you know, the the FBI making calls to his house trying to get him to kill himself or anything like that. He also didn't block traffic. There was no they didn't block uh, right, any yeah. any businesses. And he certainly right. yeah, for sure. always that, condemned the, violence. Yeah, that, that bridge in Selma was like disused, right? That no one was <laughs> no one was actually trying to use that. That was just right. like off in the Yeah. They'd built a new bridge and that was just well, the one that they picked for it was like having a concert. You know, Dr. King, he's very respectable, so he just kindly walked into the permit office and said, Hello, I'm Dr. (laughs) The famous Dr. Martin Luther King. (laughs) Right. Can I please have a protest permit for the black people? Certainly, sir. That's how it went down. I I learned about it in history class. Dr. King, I presume. Yeah, I heard about (laughs) that shit, too. Everything happened with with an English accent, like a posh English accent for some reason. (laughs) Yeah. 
<laughs> and was so nonviolent, you know, so... Well, and they have those surveys and stuff which showed, like, in the 60s that something like, you know, the same numbers as now of, like, white people being, like, condemning the civil rights movement and say, you know, oh, they're all, you know, just uppity thugs or whatever. Right. And, of yeah. course, we look back and say, like, oh, what a crazy time, you know, people were... We're just disgusting and gross back yeah, then. Yeah, I, you know? I totally would have been on the right side back then because that was, <laughs> you know, like, man, look at these, look at these racists. Right. Uh, right. Also, Kaepernick should sit the fuck down. <laughs> right. Be like, they should be thankful, you know. <laughs> right. We didn't even stick the dogs on them yet, like we like we yeah. did before. I Seriously. Mean... They should be thankful right. for the. Well, not but slaves. they they kind of did though, because uh, D Black, you posted a story just earlier today about. Um, there was a there was a protest there in St. Louis over the weekend, right? And just uh, another one of those examples of. Anyway, I'll I'll let you tell the story. All right, so yeah, there was a protest at uh, I'm gonna say West County Mall, and yeah, the cops just start they start arresting everybody, and by everybody right. I mean black people, because they grabbed sure. a 13 <laughs> right. year old kid who was going to shop. yeah. And so what then happens is the natural chain reaction, which was his grandmother sees him getting caught, jumps on the back of the cop, the cops wrestle her down, and then arrest her for obstruction of justice, for not arresting the 13-year-old, literally just shopping. Jesus. Right. And you got the cops out there literally chanting, like, whose streets are streets, while they're walking around doing their jobs at cops. And you're Yike. like- you know, black people shouldn't take a knee during the national anthem because, like, they're at work. You know, keep your protests out of the workplace or whatever. And you got cops arresting people, you know, chanting, like, these, like, cop power slogans. Like, cop we power. own these streets. Like, right. it's it's just – I I struggle to comprehend the mind of the Trump supporter that says, like, well, yeah, that's fine. Like, of course. But the kneeling, like, oh, it's just too much. Like, I just don't – and that's why it's racism, because that's the only thing that I makes mean, sense. I would jump in and be like, excuse me, officer. Technically, the taxpayer owns the streets. And then, you know, just get mobbed on. Right. <laughs> Whose streets? Literally my streets. Like, 0.08% of, like, this, like, 45-square-foot concrete patch. Yeah. Like, they all but yeah. literally said they had the juice. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Well, right. And I saw this story uh, where they like arrested this dude who was like a filmmaker who was like down there, like getting footage and they like rough this dude up. And it's like, like, what are you even doing? And that's why it shows that like when this whole thing started, we were like, hey, maybe if we all get body cameras, like this will really fix some stuff. Like once people can see it, you know. Then they'll finally change their mind. Sure. And it's like you just have video after video of just the most blatant injustices, right. like down in St. Louis, and it doesn't change a damn yeah, literally, thing. Yeah, literally planting a weapon on somebody that you just murdered, caught on video for the whole jury to see, and yet acquittal. Right. Yeah, and the public outrage continues to be mostly in the black community, and... Like, the outrage against the outrage is taking the form of people who are posting memes on Facebook that are, like, like three three black athletes, like, football players crouching, um, you know, saying, like, you know, our rights don't go away just because we're at work. And there's this, like, little white 
Baker over the side wearing like a Christian cross, or I think it was actually literally labeled like Christian Baker. It was like, <laughs> can I join your protest? It's like, A, no, and B, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> what's what's the matter with this this comparison? Like, what right is the Baker losing? Like, you've turned this whole thing into uh, just this general grievance. Like, we have a grievance against something that society is criticizing and therefore the they're the same thing all right i can actually explain this fairly simple what's really going on is that white people especially very straight white people really hate it when you tell them no like if you tell white people <laughs> right. no they blow sure. up and literally what colin Kaepernick did was like no i'm just no Right. By refusing to do things nope. white people want you to do, you're not giving them the satisfaction that they own you. As such, they just oh, yeah. blow up. <laughs> Bitch. Man, yeah. you, know, it, you know, and it's and it's totally true. And uh I don't think it's I don't think it's a problem for like me and Brendan to be able to admit that either. And these same people will talk about uh like people on People in the social justice end being way too sensitive, you know, they're the snowflakes. They're the ones who lose their shit when they're criticized. Um, and they'll and they'll simultaneously say, like, look, if you're not doing that, then that's white guilt. You know, well, they'll simultaneously say at the same time to say it's too far to kneel during the national anthem. That's right. disrespecting America to yeah. do that. Right. But what's not disrespecting America is erecting a 50-foot Confederate monument, right. you know, yeah. in the local park. Right. Uh, that's not disrespecting America somehow. Flying those flags. Well, and I, can, <laughs> right. you know. I, can bring this, I can bring this home a little bit because the park where the big General Lee statue stood uh, down here in, in Texas was – also up for being renamed they were going to go back to calling it it was like orchard hills or something whatever it was before they renamed it right. lee park when the statue went up and so kera our local npr was out there interviewing people and so many people were saying look it, it doesn't have anything to do with race it you know this is to respect the men who fought for our country the men who fought for our country in the motherfucking civil the, war the confederacy right right <laughs> <laughs> D Black, you got y'all got some Confederate monuments down there in St. Louis? Yes, I think the one in Forest Park got taken down, but uh, the guy, mm. like grandson who put it, like who of uh, the original guy who put it up, uh, was at one of the protests, and he's like, "Yo, no, it's about history and blah blah blah." Right, right. <laughs> oh, dude, I saw a crazy story. I, how far are you away from the Ozarks? Probably far enough, but um, Ozarks are probably about an it, hour and a half, maybe two. Okay, that's not bad. There's a bar down there in the Ozarks where this bar owner bought a Marshawn Lynch jersey and a Colin Kaepernick jersey, and then fastened them into a doormat that said Lynch Kaepernick. Oh yeah. <laughs> and, oh yeah. And he's like, but but it's not about race though. Oh it's not a racial God. thing. Yeah. A lot oh of people want to make the they want to twist this into a racial thing, but it's not. <laughs> Listen, we just said we my were whole family. Them. I mean, it's... my my whole family are veterans. This ain't race, right? 
I just we're lynching for the troops. He's that like, is- I just love. <laughs> I, he's just Lynch is just my favorite player, and also I just love uh, rope rope tying. That's just a hobby of mine. Like, the, <laughs> right, I don't know yeah. why you make a connection here. This, these yeah. liberals, man, they're such snowflakes, man. You just you just takes just one little thing, one lynching joke, just sets him off. Seriously. Unlike these strong-willed conservatives that can just weather the criticism of yeah. someone not paying attention during the flag honoring ceremony. Like like uh Baked Alaska whose sole job on Twitter is to narc out anybody that says anything halfway violent about him, you know, like <laughs> right. I want to punch that dude in the face. Hey mods, can you see this or you know, admins. And also and also to uh to try to get the like the traffic cops to come over and arrest a sorority chick who smacked his phone out of his hand and broke it. And they wouldn't do it. Yeah, and they wouldn't <laughs> do it. Yeah. He was like, You're the cops. Aren't you supposed to be so aren't you supposed to be helping me? And they're like, nah. Nah. Oh god, we gotta we gotta play his uh We Love the Cop song. Man, phone phone personhood, man. That's the next step. Right. <laughs> Which is great because I always thought that song. I mean, he literally made a song, an auto-tuned song about how he loves the cops. You know, when oh, I'm in right. a jam, I can call nine one one. You know, or like so when good. I'm on the run, I can always count on nine one one. And it's like, dude, if you're on the run and it's not from, like, I can't imagine a scenario where I'm on the run and it's not from cops. Right. You know? yeah. Like. I can't call the cops and say, "Hey, some cops are chasing <laughs> right. me." Like, well, yeah, and in I a situation think... where you are actively on the run either means a you committed some kind of nefarious deed and yeah, possibly done something like I don't know, run out on a plug. Yeah, exactly. Something that deserves being on the run. Here's what <laughs> here's what I think they should do. All of the NFL players should say that they're kneeling in honor of that like white nurse from Utah that got illegally arrested by the cops or whatever, Uh, just to really throw them on their toes. You know what I mean? Because that's what it takes for conservatives to fully really comprehend like, Oh, a white lady got the cops were mean to a white lady. Like what? Well, there was a, this is a problem. um, Just a couple of months ago who, I mean, she was, you know, a beautiful white blonde, she wasn't even American. She was Australian or something. Oh, that's right. But, but because right. the cop was black mm, or blue he pole. was Muslim or something, it like yep. you know Somali, you know, Somali game on. all all the above. <laughs> yeah, <sighs> the cops. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's a perfect time. To bring this out on yeah. a high note, you guys. It's time we for gotta, a high note. We, we gotta get low before we get high. <laughs> right. And don't get too low because we may not be able to get back up on this one. <laughs> but we'll try. Yeah. Tune in to find out. <laughs> we love our cops, our law enforcement. We love our military, they're important. We love our cops, our law enforcement. We love our military.
right, so uh, high note. I guess we're gonna go. We're gonna go around the horn. For my high note, I was gonna talk about how Donald Trump finally got off his ass, changed some fucking laws so that ships could start taking supplies to Puerto Rico. Right. Mm-hmm. But that's uh, not the, really the most uplifting thing. But it is pretty amazing that like people like Mark Cuban and even Pitbull. I was gonna say, yeah, are stepping up when the president is not doing his job. You know, you gotta call Cuban and Pitbull the uh, <laughs> ultimate team America right there, flying their planes down. I mean, he is Mister Worldwide. <laughs> that's right, Worldwide. Puerto Rico, that's kind of still America, but yeah, worldwide, sure, we'll give it to him. That's you right. Know, when you're helping out. If somebody wrote a pulp buddy cop thing called Cuban and Pitbull, it would get rejected immediately as like way too on the nose. <laughs> this whole presidency is just... Turner and Hooch. It's the worst writing ever. It's <laughs> bad. But yeah, I mean, I'm glad that some help is happening. It seems like it's real messed up down there still. Trump seems like he doesn't really like Puerto Rico that much, and he's yelling about how much debt they have on Twitter rather than, like, how much they need to be helped right right now. Well, he was yelling about how much debt that they had, but also yelling about how with whatever that act was that he had to temporarily suspend to allow this to happen. The Jones Act. The Jones Act. He originally was like, no, I mean, my, I, I have a lot of friends in the shipping industry that don't want that to happen. Like basically saying that it was about need. money. Yeah. Like literally saying that. Yeah. Hurricane relief. How about shipping company profits? Like let's focus on the real issues, people. Exactly. So that's my <laughs> fake high note. Who else has got something that's better than that? I hope somebody's got something. Well, I guess mine's, you know, <laughs> equally fake, but equally is somewhat empowering. <laughs> Jared Kushner, it turns out, was voting as a woman or registered to vote as a woman, which to me is kind of woke in a way. I yeah. mean... Oh, yeah, that's right. That's a high note. That's Jared Kushner's uh, drag alter ego, uh, Gerard Kushner. Jared Kushner impersonating Jared Leto. <laughs> Boom. There we go. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I, I think my favorite part of the whole Jared Kushner story is just continued evidence that maybe the guy literally doesn't know how to fill out forms right like somehow he has like a cognitive blind spot for like checking the right box or filling in blanks on forms because that's not the first time he's messed up a form all of his uh financial disclosure forms were also like he just doesn't know how to do forms seems like he might just be a goddamn idiot yeah (laughs) today the guy who was sending prank emails to trump people got an email from kushner's lawyer that was like whoa the senate intelligence committee just sent you this uh crazy letter about all the private email and you were doing kush right oops sorry accidentally sent this to a prankster instead of you right My bad. Even the lawyer's letter is like, it's too bad we had to find out about this through the press and not you, but it would be great if you could send us all of your private emails too, because otherwise we're not going to be able to defend you. (laughs) Amazing. Who do you believe? All right. Well, somebody's got to lift us up. We're getting a little bit better. A little bit better. Okay. Inch by inch. Well, I can can tell you, I I don't know if it's going to lift us up, but I can tell you about something that lifted a bunch of other guys up, which is... Sex robots. That's right. I'm coming back to my my favorite topic, sex robots, because <laughs> they are hilarious. It's like the weirdest thing that's happening in society. And there's this article from the BBC headline, Sex Robot sent for Repairs After Being Molested at Tech Fair. 
so basically there was a there was a tech fair in the UK and this group that's working on sex robots like highly lifelike artificial intelligence sex robots brought their model according to the dolls developer Sergey Santos from Barcelona the people mounted Samantha's breasts her legs and arms two fingers were broken she was heavily soiled no huh. that's hilarious to me Ew. like what what the fuck did you think was going to happen yeah, I mean, this is at like a is this at like a tech convention or something? Yeah, that sex bot shouldn't have been wearing those jeans. <laughs> that sex bot was literally programmed to be asking for it. I mean, <laughs> it was literally programmed. That's that's so digitally misogynist. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. I mean, I guess people who want to spend thousands of dollars on a sex bot, if they want to like self-select themselves out of the dating scene, yeah. you know, maybe that's for the best, really. I'm a little concerned about it. I think that the guys who really want these things for companionship or whatever Sex bots are not going to be good for them. That's like the opposite of what they need. They're going to be so expensive that you know that people are just going to be like renting those things by the minute or whatever, like in the digital brothel or whatever. Right. Ugh, well, I don't you know. know that that actually happened uh, during World War Two. Uh, oh. This is a weird comparison to make, but the Nazis actually had like the first like multi-use like sex bot. They had a like a mannequin that was made up. They called it like Ingrid or something. <laughs> um, it was like a state of the art sex doll that their soldiers could come in and have like a a romantic twenty minutes alone with like a Germanic looking. I'm afraid to Google this. What is state of the art in 1940s technology? Oh man, no, what? it's it's horrifying. Okay. It's only slightly less horrifying than the ones that they're making right now, though, because. Those are creepy. I mean, super uncanny valley. I've got a new business plan, guys. What if you combine showbiz pizza <laughs> and the robots with the sex bots? Get you get two audiences yeah. there. Boom. As long Best as they of both sing worlds. like bad covers of '80s songs, I'm, yeah. I'm right. down. Cockafire explosion. I'm just saying. I'm I'm pretty sure I've seen that Dojin for. Five Nights at Freddy's. It doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, D Black, you're my only hope, man. You gotta rescue this. Do you have something that's actually good? Good news. All right. Yes, I'm gonna get into some oh, really nerdy things, which is that Magic the Gathering is now on its excellent set, which takes place in a weird Aztec plane. Ooh. All right. And uh, vampires are conquistadors. Ooh. But no, this is about the main, like one of the main characters, part of the Gay Watch, named Jace. And Jace is now officially an anime character. Because <laughs> he is clearly somehow starting a harem. <laughs> and he's already got his... It's weird, because he has two Sundari character love interests. And by Sundari, I mean they're trying to kill him. Alright. I mean, it seems like the fan base there between uh, Magic the Gathering and anime has got to be... That's a decent overlap, right? Yeah, yeah, I can, I can see that. <laughs> but uh, he wakes up on a beach, he's lost all his memories. Again, it's like the fifth time. He's a mind mage. He's supposed to be able to control p other people's minds and mess with memories. He's wiped his memory's been wiped like five times. So he ends up he's on a desert island. He's like, you know what? I need to build a boat. So he builds a boat, and that boat like doesn't work. He literally lands on another desert island, <laughs> rebuilds the boat. That boat also gets destroyed, and then he gets picked up by pirates. 
No, wait, I, I forgot. I forgot. He lands on a third island before he gets picked up by pirates, covered <laughs> with birds. Wait, the pirates, the island, or the guy are covered with birds? <laughs> the island is just oh, okay. Okay. teeming with birds. Birds of paradise everywhere. But he gets picked up by the pirates, and then he hears the pirate, like, captain talking. And it turns out to be this Gorgon named Baraska on Jace's mate, like home plane, Ravnica. He kind of got her kicked and banished from the uh, entire plane. She's a high-level assassin. Very admittedly, she's trying to murder him. <laughs> sure. <laughs> she finally gets to see him, and he is now just scrawny, sun-bleached, covered in bird poop. And she's like, I, I can't even really can't even fight this guy. <laughs> He's just, this is just pitiful. Pretty sure that's the beginning of the next love arc. It's, it's gonna happen. Shipping will happen. All right. <laughs> this is all. This is in in Magic: The Gathering. Yes. How was the story portion of Magic: The Gathering conveyed through buying packs of random cards? How do you get the story from this? <laughs> There's flavor text. There's <laughs> the old, like in the old days, there were books. So for like the first half of magic they were like literally both saying hey this is Ugin <laughs> this is what he does this is Karn he got created this way Karn lives a really sad life do you get like a graphic novel when you buy this the starter pack is that how they get you to buy the random card packs is you're like I gotta figure out what happens next I gotta get these random cards right it's only giving you like little chunks of a story no they get you to buy random card packs because you can pull like $80 cards surely there's some website though where people are posting all the flavor text where you could like fill in the story but no uh so now they just do it by articles yeah if you go to like wizards page like they have like weekly articles which is just random snippets of the story so there'll be things like this is Alicia she's a <laughs> trans dragon leader one of the funny parts is that Wizards has been trying to like actively diversify, so there's a lot of there's a lot of characters that have now just started showing up. Like there's a trans warlord. Oh yeah, sure. And those, those diversification efforts have not been met with with a whole lot of enthusiasm by a certain subset of like Magic the Gathering players, right? The same group of people, the the Gamergate, like yeah, you're trying that's because, to yes, and that's because they don't know about the, clearly the one true hero. Damn. Well, that's the craziest shit I've ever heard, man. I played Magic the Gathering back in the day, and there was like lore for sure. Right. But I've been out of the game for a while, and it definitely did <laughs> not get that in depth from from what I recall. That's amazing. Something for Magic fans to get excited about. It's been deep for a while, and it's almost. Always hilarious when it's deep. Yeah. Because they're not the best at story making, so every so often just weird, crazy things will happen. Well, I know that Wizards owns uh, D&D and Magic, and they have like a D&D spinoff that takes place in like the Magic the Gathering universe. They seem, yeah, they seem similar enough that you could do that, that kind of overlap. Plus, all the rules learning, which is all anybody who plays a board game ever wants to do. There you go. You, you play the game in order to argue about the rules. <laughs> it's the best part. <laughs> right. Maybe that's how you and your lawyer friends play. <laughs> yes, that that's basically magic. There's something called a stack, and the uh, thing you first learn about the stack is just don't learn about the stack. Just don't. <laughs> right. just stay at your home, play on the kitchen table. You guys can pretty much figure out the stack. Then you don't have to figure out like, all right, so who gets priority now? Right. Like, right. can I do this now? Can I do it after that? Can I do it again? Right. I had a hard enough time like learning like casual play rules where it's like you just play with your friends or whatever. Much yeah. less like insane ass tournament rules where there's like banned cards and like mm -hmm. banned strategies and like right, right. you got like referees there. 
I'd bought a pack of cards when I was like in junior high, and I remember I never played a full game, but I did argue about the rules. Like <laughs> that's the only thing I remember is arguing about the freaking rules. I, I don't remember playing a full game. Yeah. <laughs> that's just what you do in Magic. You have to argue about the rules because you got to make up weird bullshit combos to win something. It just seemed right. like it was made up shit. And I was like, man, this can't be right that you can just make up a way of winning <laughs> right in front of me. You know, so. Well, and that's, yeah, that's a, when you know how to play and you're teaching someone else to play. Mm-hmm. Even if you try to play it real and mm-hmm. you're like, well, this is just like the rules because that other person doesn't know how to play. They're just like, this is some bullshit right yeah. here. Yeah. This dude's just wrecking me right exactly. now. Exactly. There's always phasing. Phasing is the worst thing. Because phase is like, alright, it's not in the game anymore. It's gone. It's disappeared. It will come back on the next turn. <laughs> alright, so I'm going to tap it. You can't tap it. You phased it out. That land's not there. You can't tap it for mana. It's gone. So it does become a board game because you would have to have, like, markers for all of that. At a certain yeah. point, you're just playing a board game. It's not a card game anymore. Well, and that's why I think Hearthstone has really perfected this because you don't have to know any of the rules because the game just basically it won't let you do something that's against the rules. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I think that thing's caught on so much. I played that for a oh, while, yeah. but it was too much. I couldn't. I couldn't keep up with it. <laughs> you got to play every day, and that's like that's too much of a commitment. The, the beauty of playing Magic in real life is that I can literally threaten people. <laughs> Yeah, the Hearthstone emotes are not good enough. Yeah, man, if I'm going to play a card game every day, I'm going to go on PokerStars.com. I'm going to get my cheap-ass sunglasses, and I'm going to win, like, five bucks every once in a while. If I was playing for money, I might as well just be getting up at six in the morning and hanging out with old people playing PyGal. Well, we should wrap this up. What do you think? D-Black, is the don't at me still in effect? We can't tell them where to find you on Twitter? I feel like I should probably still say don't at me. What you should do is uh, read about the crazy shit that's going down in St. Louis and... Uh, maybe educate yourself (laughs) about what's going down because i feel like people paid attention a little bit but they immediately forgot with all this other nfl shit that was going on but right Right. it's uh it's still popping off down there pray for deep black (laughs) you know what yes you can add me this time i'm ready you can add me all right okay all right man where where can we find you on uh on twitter uh that'd be at d black underscore rabbit that twitter whatever all right, cool. Whoa. Awesome. You heard it here first, folks. Don't abuse that privilege <laughs> or we'll come for you. <laughs> I don't think our fan base is racist, but you never know who's out there. Yeah, yeah I, I don't think that they are. I mean, they've seen me. They've seen me around. <laughs> I don't know why racists would want to listen to our show. We make fun of them constantly. Right. They want to listen and, and, and change their minds about how racist they are. Like, I'm, I support that. Absolutely. Well, you know, they can all find us, whether they're listening or hate listening or racist <laughs> listening. They can find us pretty much everywhere on the internet, starting with YouTube. You can find us at... Um, Twitter at liquid underscore flannel. Look at our uh, Facebook page like that. Share that with your friends. Follow us um, individually on Twitter. You can find me at Shaggy2Trope. Brendan, where can they find you? I'm at Brendan Williams with one L. And Matt, where are you at? I continue to shitpost at Matt the Great with a W. And don't forget to uh, like us on iTunes and give us uh, ratings over there. And yeah, that'd be great. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Yeah. Thanks for hanging out, D-Black. Coming yeah, in dude. Thank you very much. Yeah,